Last time on Knights of the Rolled Table, the weary heroes have battled their way through monster-infested waters, onto the deck of the Trident, through a magic mirror, into what seems to be a wrecked ship in the water plane. Now they've just beaten many Aquan enemies, and seemingly come to the entrance of Captain Dropoff's inner sanctum. Will the party defeat their pirate foe, or will they meet a watery grave? Either way, it's time to find out. So you're in this room, you've finished up these water elementals. There is a one sort of watery doorway forward. Branch is a polar bear. You've got eight giant frogs with you. It's probably a good time to check in with like, how are everybody doing? What are people's like injury levels? And is there anything to be done about that? We're not really in a place to take a short rest, are we? Nope. But just kind of like gauging how injured people are or... If everybody okay. I could heal myself and I wouldn't hate it, uh, but how are the rest of you? Are we still underwater at this point? <laughs> this room filled up almost all of the way during the fight, but as soon as the last water elemental defeated, it started to kind of drain out. So, Gotcha. You're just now getting your feet back on the kind of the plank pathway that goes down the middle of this room. Well, I'm I'm just a little bit hurt, but I I, I would survive until the next. I just try and stay in the back a little bit, I guess. <laughs> I'm at fifty percent, so. Yeah, I'm. I have a whole. I have a whole twenty-five hit points left. Branch gives you a polar bear thumbs up, except polar bears don't have thumbs. Uh, XX is going to do a potion of healing. Um, I have my little like basically lay on hands. So I'm going to go ahead and throw ten HP on myself. Soot was pretty banged up. You said uh, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll do ca- uh, cure wounds on soot. Oh, thank you. That that would be that would be great. <laughs> That's uh, five points. <laughs> it's not a lot, but five points. Okay. Well, I feel slightly better. So that good. I'm gonna give ten points of healing then to soot. Oh, I, I no. I'm I'm actually that was actually better. Now I'm only down four. So I will give four points of healing to soot. I feel great. Six more on myself. All right. Well, we all feel a little bit better. So you heal up, patch up slightly, patch up a few wounds, and just taking a couple minutes to catch your breath. And while I'm healing, I'm going to sing, even though it's not necessary for me to do. I would sing, since I am healing you so you feel better, I won't kiss it because we are not at that point in our relationship, but (laughs) I am healing you. Hope you feel better. I'm kissing the air because it helps you to heal. <laughs> I My do feel things. Better, yeah. Is this a new ability you learned in the Feywild? Oh, this Mr. Stick gave me his abilities, so yes. Right. Okay, well, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you, but... <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't need to sing in order to heal, but nobody necessarily knows that, including her. <laughs> she's always done it, so they're like, come on as well, it's like a superstition. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Maya. Guys, I can tell you that she's not lying. That stick thing is real, and it's real freaky, so this is very possible. That this is how- We don't know exactly what we're up against. We 
we know that Dropoff has some sort of diadem and we need to get it off. That's the priority. Above all else, we need to get that thing off, take control of that Leviathan thing and get out of here. Okay, I'm ready. Well, uh, maybe we need some sort of strategy like... Do we have any diversion tactics? Do we have any... I have been told on many occasions that I am very distracting. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. Branch gestures at the eight giant frogs. (laughs) (laughs) Then in the frog earth, maybe? (laughs) Right? Can anyone turn invisible? No, but I can do a silent image. That's like the opposite of invisible. The anti-invisible. You're creating more things. I mean, I always feel like more is more. I can't argue with that logic, I suppose. We we know what kind of damage that drop-off can do in, in a single blow. I mean, he, he took you out very quickly, Maya. So, so maybe if you create an image of XX Bloody Heart, and then the frogs go in first, and then while they're distracting him, maybe XX can go up and stab him from behind or something? Okay! I like that plan a lot. Does that sound all right? Are we just assuming that he's in the next room? Because he might not be. I don't know. I'm just... But it, it might as well be ready. If, if he is not in there, then we consider it a dress rehearsal. All right. So you heal up, strategize a little bit, and you're, uh, the chamber you're in seems to be about kind of the on, on the notion that this is an upside-down ship that you're in. This seems to be kind of the center portion. So... It's a reasonable guess that if the next room is commensurate size to the ones you've been in, that it's the last portion of this upside down ship. Okay, I'm going to use Silent Image and I'm going to make an XX Bloody Heart. And it looks almost identical to him, except for mine is smiling. Oh, dead giveaway. <laughs> Come on, mine. <laughs> How many cloaks does it have on? Rooting. Three. All right. All right. We'll go in after the frogs. I'm, I'm going to be ready to cast Hunter's Mark on this guy as soon as I see him. All right. So silent right. image, happy, happy XX, frogs, <laughs> and then <laughs> everyone else who was next. And, and Soot's going to cast Blindless. All right. I'll follow Soot. Branch will go in whenever it makes sense for a giant polar bear to wander into that room. <laughs> I'd say after the frogs. That's yeah. what I was thinking. So I'll yeah, go after the frogs. All right. And I'm running right after the polar bear, sort of using it as cover. All right. So we can reasonably say that once the polar bear is in, everybody kind of like yeah. filters in behind the polar bear. Um, it's a it's a polar bear during ram. Hey. Oh, no. All right. So you pass through this watery door and the room you are in definitely continues the kind of like rounded roof that looks like the this would be the back of this upside down ship so it would be kind of the below the captain's quarters area and this room also has uh, about a, a 10 foot wide plank going down the middle of it with water on either side that was only uh, about two feet deep when the room wasn't filled with water in the previous room and there is a big structure in the middle it looks like a large it's pretty heavy looking like metal throne and on that throne is casually sitting and kind of like lounging with his feet with his legs hanging over the side is drop off oh he is definitely pulling off that look watches you all walk in 
He's got his ornate coat on and his boots and his... He is wearing the crown, the diadem. Crossbow is at his side and his sword is in its holster. I'm imagining a very, like, David Bowie, like, Goblin King kind of... Vibe. The vibe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he kind of watches you uh, filter in. Gravely can definitely cast Hunter's Mark. Watching you, he says, Hello, I see you have arrived. You are not invited. Somewhat rude, but I suppose make yourself at home. Uh, Hello, Maya. Uh, Did I not assassinate you a few days ago? Yes, I was there, but then I came back. I guess you didn't do a very good job. Eh, it was pretty good. I was pretty dead. <laughs> Trying to intimidate him. Oh, Ellie. Well, you know, you don't get them all. He's kind of watching you and eyeing you for the, as you sort of, as your group, you're on this like 10 foot plank, so you can only fan out too much. These frogs could fan out. So look at the mm-hmm. polar bear, actually. What about my XX bloody heart 2.0? Yeah, so I mean, as things move in, like, where? What do you want to? What do you want to do? What do you want to position? Wh- how would you want that to go? As the frogs enter the room, the polar bear kind of waves half of them one way and half of them the other way, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll also you, there's water all over, all around, right? So I'll just jump in the water as well and try to get up with the left half. So drop off watches the frogs entourage the come in. <laughs> Part ways for the polar bear. He's like, is this circus? <laughs> Has the circus come to town? What is this? What am I looking at here? We've, we've got quite an operation here, and I don't think you should underestimate uh, our power, because clearly we've got quite a few beings and beasts. Do they do tricks? What is this? I'm just going to give you one chance to give yourself up and give us... Give us the ship and you can turn in. You're not going to win this. You've clearly underestimated us. I want my XX bloody heart to like... <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? It's like, you know, the knockoff is like one letter off. Like, he's like, bloody heart. Blighty heart. XX buddy heart. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so XX buddy heart is going to like start unsheathing daggers like menacingly while still grinning at Captain Dropoff. Okay, so talking to Gravely, I think what? All right, well, let's 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 talk. Uh, what are your terms? What 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 would you have to offer for my generous surrender here? You can give us the diadem, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then leave and never come back, and we won't kill you. He tried to wipe out an entire town. Do we really think we should let him get away? Real XX is gonna uh, sneaky time around the side. These terms are not so good so for me. I'm not hearing a lot of give in this deal. It does not sound good for me. I don't think I can agree to these terms. How about we give you your life and you turn yourself in? Mm. Branch Branch punctuates that with a very loud polar bearish roar. <laughs> we can take a lot more from you than you can take from us. So XX, your like path to your path to getting around would be probably through water. Because this plank is kind of like that, like ten foot path that goes right up to the throne is pretty like right in front of him. So you'd have to like get into the water on the side and maybe like swim around behind um, the polar bear. Yeah, use me as cover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
if he's growling, I don't want that. Oh boy, I gotta get wet. I don't like wet. Well, you can just you can just <laughs> hang out and brood or hide because there's another of you, and if he sees you, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll I'll hide <laughs> behind Tiburon. Okay. <laughs> Just, back just back. wait, yeah. Just stay in his shadow. Uh, give me perception checks, everybody. Nine. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. Eight. Four. <laughs> Twenty-two. Nice. Ooh, nice. There it is. So as everybody, says, everybody else is chatting, Tiburon is kind of like sizing up the room. And you notice up in the ceiling, there's several like holes. It seems significant potentially that there are holes up there and it's not a hole right out of the ship it would be like where the it would be the bilge area where there's like a hole in the what you're looking at as the ceiling that would be the bottom of the boat but then the actual bottom of the boat is beyond that so there's kind of like a empty chamber up above you okay i'm gonna go everyone hold on look up there we look it's a hole. Let's I think go it's a to there. Hole. That whole thing. What do you sense? <laughs> something, something up there. Something's not right. I don't know what it might be, but I'm not surprised. I'm sensing I'm, foul I'm, play. I'm sure he's got some defenses, and there's probably some other things. But we'll be ready. Drop off on the throne. Picks up his crossbow and cocks it, and stands up and takes aim at your group. Is your last warning. Put it down. You're making a mistake, drop off. I don't think so. I don't like talking to this man. Let's go ahead and roll initiative. Ah! Yes. Ten. Nine. Eight. Jeez. Branch got 22. The frogs got 10. <laughs> Tiburon got 12. Gravely got 12, too. Uh-oh. All right, so we've rolled initiative drop off. Uh, y'all rolled fairly poorly, except for Branch, so that could be a problem. Can it? Can it, Zach? Can it? <laughs> it's, up, it's up to you if it's a problem, Zach. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I didn't thoroughly balance what's about to happen, so just keep that in mind. Do your. That's best. what I like to hear. <laughs> that could go either way, you guys. Yeah, I that could be in favor like of us it. or terribly for us. <laughs> So Dropoff stands and levels his crossbow, and it kind of spooks all of you. He does it very, very quickly and manages to get the jump in the initiative on all of you. And he fires his crossbow, and he fires first at the polar bear. He rolls a 24. Um, uh, let me check. Yeah, yeah. That, that's going to that's gonna hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's going to do 24 damage to the polar bear. All right, the polar bear is still a polar bear, but is a bloody polar bear now. Oh, the polar bear is also poisoned. Oh, great. Serpent venom. That's what it was called. A DC 11 constitution saving throw for polar bear. Uh, 20. All right, you are not poisoned. Woo! Just take the damage. It quickly reloads and turns. Turns to Tiburon, rolls a 27 on that attack. Whew, it hits. Fires, hits Tiburon. Ah! So make your constitution saving throw as well. 18. That'll pass. And he turns to take a final shot at Gravely. Tiburon. How much damage did I take? Uh, 20. Jeez. 20 HP, including some poison damage. Fires at Gravely. It's a 25 to hit Gravely. (sighs) It hits. 
Make your constitution saving throw. Oh, that's a 22. Ooh. All right, nobody is poisoned, but you will take 24 damage. Jeez. Tiburon, as you are kind of uh, noting things, uh, you just, well, actually, also, as you get shot and having looked up at these holes, you have a sensation that you didn't get shot from the direction of drop-off. So drop-off, after fi- firing these three bolts, dashes around at the back of this throne to take cover. And that is his turn. And it is Branch the Polar Bear's turn. I'm going around that throne and I'm going after drop-off. I assume swimming is the fast way to get there, but whatever makes the most sense. Yeah, I mean, you're basically, you're standing in water because it's only like two feet-ish deep. So you can surge forward, leap up right behind the throne. And when you get there, you don't see him. You don't see any figures. But as you get close enough to this throne, this like big metal structure kind of like jostles and the whole metal throne drops down through the deck and you hear another big like crunch and actually from branch's perspective because he's close enough you actually see this throne like crash through another deck and open up a hole and you can you're looking down at this throne falling down into like a deep deep abyss of water it seems like this ship that you're in is underwater and below this ship goes way 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 down deep but you don't really ha- you only really have a second to glance at that cuz you hear a disturbing noise from down there kind of a kind of noise and oh that a head moves out and you get a, a view of this serpentine head it's very large it has many sharp teeth and glowing yellow eyes and the head um, on this kind of like snake-like body looks at about the size that if it opened its mouth fully it could probably swallow gravely or soot whole and the rest of you see this head pop up and put its attention on Branch Polar Bear as you watch this thing drop down uh oh Branch that's your movement and uh, it's your turn and you've got this uh Big snake thing eyeing you now. Yeah, I'm going to attack the giant serpent head. All right. So I will start with a bite at it. I rolled a 13 plus 7 is 20 to hit. Hit. Damage is 11. Piercing. All right. So you take a big bite out of the kind of the neck of this thing. And then I'll claw him with my other attack. Uh, It's 21 to hit. Hit. And 9 Uh, slashing damage. So you claw and swipe this thing, bite and swipe this thing successfully, and it kind of rears back a little bit. So, as a goblin, I have this thing called Nimble Escape that lets me take disengage or hide actions, but I'm currently a polar bear. Yeah. I assume that means I cannot do that, correct? No. No. Just looking at my options. (laughs) Then I will stand there and growl at it very loudly. (laughs) Logically not, but if it was something intelligence or charisma or wisdom-based, you might be. Yeah, just wanted to double check. Yeah. And I'll go, roar! It's Gravely's turn. All right, do I still see Drop-Off? No, you were looking at Drop-Off. He dodged behind the throne, and then, well, you don't see anything, but uh, you don't see Drop-Off now with the throne falling away and this snakehead emerging. Uh, but I cast Hunter's Mark on Drop-Off, so do I sense, is Drop-Off down 
The hole? I, I have, sorry, I have a um, advantage on perception or survival checks to find him. Um, you're suddenly feeling that Dropoff isn't on the deck. Suddenly, like, you don't have a feeling of Dropoff in front of you. Suddenly, you have a feeling of Dropoff up above you somewhere. Ah! <laughs> now you're playing with portals. Cool. All right, but I don't see him. You also, with that feeling of him being up there, you suddenly kind of have a feeling that, like, even though you had this weird sensation of being uh, that the damage when you were hit by a crossbow bolt, it kind of came from above, even though you watched it come at you from the front. You're kind of thinking like you were actually shot from above at the same time as like this disappearing drop off shot you from the front. I yell out, XX, get your rings ready. And uh, I will, I'll, since I don't see him, I'm just going to try to shoot this big snake thing. Okay. Uh, is there? Do I see any way to get up to where the holes are? Ladder or something? No, not really. There's just kind of like the sides of the ship, which are kind of like sloped, inverted. So it would be really hard to climb. You'd have to like be able to throw a rope up there or fly or hover or something. It'd be pretty tough if you didn't implement your own plan. All right. I'll shoot the big snake monster. All right. Roll it. Is it an elemental of some kind? It is not. All right, just checking. It's always worth it's always worth finding out. Is it a drow? <laughs> I know it's not a drow. It might have been an <laughs> elemental. All right, that's going to be a 26 hit. to hit. Uh, nine piercing damage. We'll do some uh, lightning damage for this one. All right. I'll say shocking. <laughs> and then uh, second attack is going to be a 28. So you do that first arrow attack and hit it with lightning and do that damage. So when you hit it with this lightning arrow, it like you hit it in the neck, the back of the neck, because it's not facing you, and the lightning surges around it, and it kind of like almost just like the whole thing kind of like singes, and it like falls to the side kind of limply, and it drops down. Like hurt? Like it kind of seems like it, yeah, like you took it out, that it died. Like it oh. fell back into the hole? Yeah, it fell back down into the hole that the throne fell through. Okay... But when that happens, you hear, except you're hearing multiple of them right now. So another one pops up looking in your direction, and then another, and then another, and a third, a fourth one looking back at the polar bear. There's now four poking up and looking all around the room back at Ah! you. Uh, You have what? You have another, that was your first shot. Yes. Now there's more uh, targets. Great. Uh, okay. Don't shoot it with lightning. <laughs> <All right>. um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to shoot it. So the other one hit. The lightning and, hit uh, it and took it out. Right. And then the other arrow hit because I rolled like a 27. Oh, yeah. Okay. What? With, where do you want to aim for with that second arrow, though? I'm going to aim at the head. Fire damage this time. Oh, there's four heads currently. So what? One of the heads. Okay. I can only hit one. Head head looking at you. So 18 damage, fire damage. So one of these heads that pops up glaring at you takes this arrow of 18 damage, roars and rears back a little bit. It's still up and good, but uh, looks quite injured. The fire kind of spreads over this one particular head. I use my bonus action to dash fleet of foot because I can do that now. And I'm going to get behind Maya. <laughs> Great. 
great Chivalrous. strategy there. I'm small. I can hide behind people. I mean, you can. Um, That's a choice. It is the creature's turn. So these four heads, one of them is flaming slightly, uh, rise up out of this hole. And um, what you see first is the four heads getting a lot longer, looking like very big, sharp fanged snakes. And then you see the kind of like hanging stump of the fourth head that was defeated by lightning. And then as it crawls out, you see the body that all these five heads are all connected to one body. It has like a large alligator-like body, but it's about twice the size of an alligator. And this thing... How big is its mouth? Each mouth is about roughly gravely sized. Oh, don't say that. Could uh, open wide <laughs> and swallow a smaller creature. Uh, one head will attack branch. Bear wrench. Nine. Bear wrench, yes. That misses. Uh, it's a nine, so it snaps at you and misses. Another head will snap at Silent Image XX Buddy Heart, probably, because uh, <laughs> it was closest. And my buddy. Rolled a 19, so it snaps at this thing and crunches down over it and just gets nothing, just gets a mouthful of air. <laughs> Rears back, confused. Another one um, will... Yeah, we didn't really establish where Gravely is. Gravely, it would definitely have its attention, but I don't know that Gravely is in range if you're standing back. So um, another one will attack a frog. 20 to hit. That's going to hit. Frog number one. Frog number one? Okay, it's probably going to take it out then. <laughs> Tonight, Hydra versus Frog! <laughs> <laughs> I would totally watch that. Round two, Hydra number two versus another frog. <laughs> yeah, the frogs have an AC of 11, so yeah, that hits. And it take it out. It's going to do seven damage to that frog. He's dead. Piercing damage. It just like bites down on a frog and starts to like chomp down and swallow it, at which point, because it's not a real frog, it probably dissipates and that head looks annoyed yep. too. <laughs> Robbed of its meal. I think there's one more head, so that's going to attack Tiburon. 12. Does not hit. Trouble for this Hydra. Alright, so these four heads <laughs> four head. make these four attacks. <clears throat> Haven't done too much damage, but then like the stump, the last, the fifth head, where it was already shot and torn up, that head like falls off, and two more little heads pop up out of that stump. Uh, it now has six heads. One of them is slightly on fire, which it looks very, very like bothered by. Aha. This thing's slithering and snapping and snarling all over the place, and now it will be Tiburon's turn. How close am I to the body of this thing? About ten feet now. It's crawled out of its hole. It's kind of standing like with its legs on multiple sides of this hole that it crawled out of, so it's still roughly in the position the throne was with some about ten feet of space in between you and it. Got it. Is XX Bloody Heart still literally right behind me? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> How much does he weigh? XX Bloody Heart? It's like a yeah. personal question. <laughs> you can't just ask somebody how much they weigh. Say what, about like 115? With or without cloaks? <laughs> <laughs> Is he... He's not tossable. No, he's like a regular person. Got it. Yeah. Hey, anything's tossable. I mean, he's a pretty, pretty skinny dude. Untossable. Well, Tiburon, what do you want to do? I guess I'm going to go for the body. Okay. But I'm going to yell out behind me while I lunge for the body. 
I just tell XX Bloodyheart, like, the roof! There's something going on with the roof! And then I just go stabbies on the body. Alright, roll some attacks. Ooh, a nine. That's gonna miss. You have so many more attacks to do. It's true. Oh, much better. 21. Hit. Yeah! 12 damage. Okay, so you're attacking kind of close to the base of the neck of one of these, and you slice into it, and then you can do your offhand attack. I shall. And that one is 18. Hit. And that one's just four damage. Okay, so those two hits slash into the base of this thing. But as you move uh, close to it, one of them takes a snap at you as well. It's an attack of opportunity. Oh, that's going to hit. 26. Yeah. So you'll take four damage from that. You're right at the heart of it. It's Maya's turn. Hear me out. Real question. Mm -hmm. Like... If I got a running start and launched myself with, like, maybe, like, an acrobatics check or something of the like, could I fling myself into the mouth and down the throat of one of these heads? (laughs) With a running start? I don't know if that's going to matter. You could reasonably convince one to eat you, but you probably would have a pretty hard time leaping down its throat. Like, how far into it would you want to get? Not very far. You'd probably get bit. Like, I mean, you could try. Hercules, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I yeah. mean, Hercules was super strong and relatively invulnerable, so that would you, be important you want a Tommy in that Lee strategy. Jones from Men of Black, this thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Eat me! <laughs> I mean, we realized that Hercules wasn't mythologically accurate, right? So... You can roll a wisdom save for more information about that, or you can <laughs> yeah. just try it, or we could wait a little roll- bit. I'm going to do a wisdom save. Okay. That's a nat 20 plus 4. That's a 24. Oh, you are very confident that if you tried that plan, as cool as it might be, uh, you would be eaten. Gravely, gravely. Very likely torn in half before you could do anything cool. I thought about doing something stupid, but I'm not going to do it. Okay, good to hear. (laughs) Hey, hey, Maya, that's Uh, fantastic. Maya, do you have any fire attacks? Oh. It doesn't like fire. That would be great. Uh, Pass it on. (laughs) So as Maya's uh, contemplating things and staring at this thing, um, the the one that was already on fire and burning and kind of like writhing around a little bit, uh, Tiburon also hit kind of near the base of that. And that one just sort of like, um, that head just kind of like (laughs) blows up and still seems a little bit charred. Um, so it currently has five heads. <gasps> Still Maya's turn. Okay, question. Where? So Drop-Off is up top, but we don't have eyes on him? Or what do I see up there? Like, where did he go? If you glance up there, you just see, like, the several holes in the ceiling. But you really didn't necessarily perceive that Drop-Off is up there. It's Gravely that has that sense. And just, just for clarification, when you say that there's holes in there, are they, like holes that are cut in the deck like intentional or like holes like exploded roughly from the like a hole like it blew up or something they're definitely not like carved it looks like more like smashed through kind of holes pretty big a person could easily get through one if you're up there coming okay. through. 
Everything I wanted to do was like not working right. Oh, the jump into the hydroplane wasn't working? What else <laughs> did you want to try? Uh, what was plan B? <laughs> <laughs> when your plan A is that good, you don't need a plan B. Okay, you know what? We've, we, we know that fire damage is working, but I want to see if psychic damage... Like, maybe I can just mentally mess with it. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to use my dissonant whispers Ooh. for the Hydra. And I'm going to say, for all of those heads, you don't seem like you have a lot of brains. And uh, it has to make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh, oh, I guess okay. oh, I, I, it's a discordant melody, so I'm going to sing that. Fall of those heads! And it's probably just about as out of tune as that was just now. It is not wise, but it is lucky it rolled a nat 20 on that wisdom. Wow. So you don't have the sense that it was like deeply contemplative and really like finding inner insight. You just have a sense that it didn't. Didn't quite work that time. Cool. Well, way to take everything that's fun away from me. It's <laughs> a good try. It's a good idea. I'll Great song. Go. I'm going to be moping in the corner now, you guys. <laughs> go ahead. I'm done. Delicate that is my power. turn. You'll have another turn. Will I, Zach? <laughs> am I going to get one shot again? That's a good concern, but it is the frog's turn. So what are seven frogs going to do? Seven frogs. Uh, They're seven brothers. In a, in a, in a trench coat. They're going to pretend to be a Hydra. No. Um, <laughs> the frogs will attack the Hydra with bites. Just roll twice. Twice. Okay. One for the first one for the first three and the second one for the other four. All right. The three get 11 to hit. Miss. And the uh, four have a 21 to hit. Hit. Okay. So, so attack. roll both four damage. 16 damage. Okay. And that's... I don't know what that is. Frog damage. But piercing damage. It also says that the target is grappled. When it gets bit by frogs. And the target is grappled. Escape is DC 11. Does the same thing about the creature size or anything? It doesn't, actually. It does. It has a swallow attack, and that one does. But it doesn't for bite. Those strong frogs. Why would it be grappled by a bite? <laughs> They're just, like, launching. It's <laughs> a wide-mouthed frog. Like, a big enough frog. Mouth. Grappled is, is just means it can't move, and it's not really moving anywhere anyway. So four of these frogs <laughs> grab onto this thing and like don't let go when they chomp down, so they do damage, but are also attached to this hydra. Um, the hydra is going to take opportunity attacks on a bunch of these frogs all over the place. Even the ones that miss, um, we're just going to say frog number two, if you're tracking. Mm-hmm going to be more than 20. What's the frog AC? 11. All right. Hit on frog number two, and it takes 10 damage. Hit on frog number three, and it takes, we're just going to say 10 damage for each frog. All right. That makes it easy for me. Hit on frog number four. Okay. It takes 10 damage. And, man, it rolled really well. Hit on frog number five, and it takes 10 damage. You have many damaged frogs. Right. And we'll say two of those are pulled off of, when they're counterattacked, they're pulled off of the Hydra. So two frogs are... Only one of those was on the Hydra. The first three were, had missed. All right. Well, those three got bit. One of them got pulled off the Hydra. Three are still latched on. It is grappled. 
You cannot move too much. We're done with frogs, XX Bloody Heart. You're hiding behind Tiburon. It's your turn. Well, Tiburon left, so I'm just standing XX. alone now. <laughs> um, all right, here's what I want to do. I'm going to access my burglars pack, and I want to use... Burglars? <laughs> Gosh. That's what it is. It's a burglars pack, and I will get out the five candles that are inside... Oh no! I would like to set them up in a circle, and I would like to use a piece of chalk to draw a pentagram. And then I want to get on my knees in front of it, and I want to begin chanting, and I want to say, Ayumba, we summon you, great Nefejni, we need you now. You owe me one, bro. <laughs> Nefeshni, oh I summon gosh. you to come and fight for us, great Nefeshni, keeper of darkness, demon of all that is awesome. And all that happened in six seconds. Gravely's <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> Shortest prayer ever. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that would take a while. <laughs> Drawn some pentagram. I mean, it's not. Look, it's not fancy. I'll give you that. You can be while you were hiding behind Tiburon, and a lot was happening. Working on that, <laughs> sketching it out, lighting up the candles. So when he moves, you're already kind of like lighting the last few candles. You call to Nefejni. Nothing happens for just a moment, and then nothing happens still. But in your mind, you hear. Oh, hey, what's up, bro? <laughs> Nefej, how are you? Uh, not bad. Um, what's, what's up with you? I'm kind of in the middle of something. You, uh, you, you need something? Are you I, dead? I, I'm not dead, but I, okay. need, I right. need a huge favor, man. Hmm. Well, what's R- up? Remember how we saved you from those cultists? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like a day ago, right? Yeah, uh, uh-huh. it was. Um, I got I to gotta call in a favor. Already? I know. Uh, we're in a big jam here. There's like a hydra. We need it. We need some help. Oh, that's rock. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's so metal. How's that six minutar? Uh, he's he's not with me right now. Oh. But I man. bet if you I bet if you come by, we can call him, and he'll come and hang out afterwards. Okay, that'd be nice. He'll come for the pizza party afterwards. Well, listen, bro. Uh, you got a lot of cool stuff, uh, and uh, I'm kind of in the middle of something. So, um, you know, you just do your thing right now, and uh, let me call you back. I'll, I'll check in with you in a minute. But call me back. There's a, there's a hydra right here, Feshy. And then he's, he's gone. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All that happened very oh. quickly. <laughs> Who would have thought a mind. demon could be so rude? <laughs> I'm very, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> And thus concludes my turn. <laughs> I love Dungeons and Dragons. I love it so much. You want to take like a cunning action? You can still have that. <laughs> sure, I'll hide. I'll blow, I'll blow out all my candles and dump the wax out and <laughs> kind of pack it all in. That'll be That's my a cunning hazard. action. Do you want to take care of that? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't want to get anybody burned on the wax. Okay, don't yep. use that turn to assassinate anything or anything. And uh, that'll take us to set. What do you have? X, X, you idiot. Get out of the way. 
Soot is reaching into his component pouch and he pulls out the small ball. He kind of takes a uh, whiff of it and he uh, winces a little bit. Uh, and then he breaks it on his fingertips and rubs it kind of down his arm and extends his fingers and says, everybody in the water. And I'm going to hold my action until everybody uh, is clear of the Hydra. All right. So once everybody is clear of the Hydra, like without like being right next to it, then I'm going to take my turn. Or then I'm going to, uh, that would be my trigger. Let's see. All right. So you're holding action, every, asking everybody to get in the water. Or just, yeah, get away from that thing. Everybody get out. Get away from the Hydra. Get in the water. Just take cover. Next up in the initiative is drop off. At that point, crossbow bolts rain down, and we have a 16 to hit on the polar bear. 16 will hit. 12 damage. Piercing. Very bloody. Wait, and you said that was a crossbow bolt from the ceiling? Yes. Okay. And then uh, another bolt is going to rain down upon the sulky XX bloody heart. Uh, that's a 31 to hit. Jeez. What the mm-hmm. what? That will hit. Uh, it does eight Sand. damage to you. Seems significantly less potent than his initial shots. XX Bloody Heart, just like you get hit by this bolt and expect it to be a lot worse, and then are able to kind of deduce that, like, well, you know he had that serpent's poison, and you and your knowledge of poisons know that that lasts for about three strikes, so he's probably out of that and is down to just regular attacks. Then I'm going to say, just for expediency... And coolness that, like, you all have the opportunity, unless anybody doesn't want to do that, you'll all have the opportunity, because you're kind of grouped together, to dive into the water and clear the way for soot. So, as those bolts come down, everybody dives out of the water, and soot, it's back to you. It's just the Hydra dead center in front of you. Uh, So this beam of red energy comes striking from my fingertips uh, and hits the Hydra and explodes as I cast Fireball directly on the Hydra. Mm. It takes 22 points of fire damage and it should hit all of its heads. Uh, it, it can it can make a deck save. 11 for a deck save. Every head does seem to be on fire to some extent, so that it seems specifically flammable a little bit, whether the skin of this creature is rather oily or something, and one of its heads does just completely blow up like that other one did. So, currently four heads on it, and all the four are flaming and smoking and smothering to some extent, and that was 22 damage. 22 points of fire damage, yeah. And uh, the four heads remaining definitely all roar and look distressed. Okay. That will bring us to Branch. Bear Branch. Bear Ranch. Bear Ranch. The polar bear ranch will attack the Hydra body. I'm going to attack the body of the Hydra. Okay. I'll start with a bite. 17 to hit. Hit. That's nine damage. Okay. Then for claws, uh, critical hit. Ooh. Nice. Heck yeah. 17. It bites and claws quite with both of its bear claws. It reaches forward and slashes one of the heads from either side, and that just like severs another one of the necks. And that head, which is smoldering and burning a little bit, falls completely off. It now has three heads. Roar. Is that your bear turn? That's the bear turn. Do you like leap out of the water to like 
bite it and claw it at the same time, you are highly successful. Would you say you did the bare minimum? Yes, I would say that. Bear with me. <laughs> it is now Gravely's turn. Gravely, you are back a little ways. You have a aim on the Hydra, but you also have a better perception yes. of these holes up there and where drop-off might be. Uh, I don't like not being able to see him. Should I take out the Hydra or should I go after drop-off? Roar! Points up. <laughs> can I do a Can I do a, a, a wisdom check to with my hunter's mark, which is still on him, to try to sense where he might be. Yep. And a natural 20! Uh, 25. Yeah, so glinting up through the different holes, you just see maybe a little, like, glint of maybe the reflection of Soot's fireball in his diadem, and you're pretty sure you see him just narrowly through one of the holes that you could take a shot at him. All right, pew pew. All right, roll me. 24 to hit. Hit. And another natural 20. Oh. Jeez, man. Uh, so that'll be 31. Well, wow. Yeah, okay. That's a hit. <laughs> That's a hit uh, and a crit. So What's their damage then? with Hunter's Mark? Uh, 19, I'll say fire damage. 24 points of fire damage. Both of those arrows fly out. They're fiery arrows, so you get a illumination of him just at the moment that they hit him and kind of can hear him go, ugh, ugh, and he scrambles backwards out of sight. And I'll yell out uh, to everybody which hole he's in. <laughs> he's on the one on the left. <laughs> so, I mean, you hit him there, and people would have seen you hit him there, but uh, he seems to have scrambled off, so he's not necessarily oh, okay. in the same place he was no, before. Guess. Not just a um, hole with no exit. Yeah, you definitely have the sense that the, the area above this chamber is connected, so he can scramble around to any of those. Is this like whack-a-mole? <laughs> Fair bit, but upside down. Um, yeah, this whole campaign's been based on whack-a-mole. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We've uncovered his puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Hydra's turn. Three heads, three attacks. Here we go. It's going to take a one attack at the bear. 19 attack on the bear. That's going to hit. Roll your constitution save. Six. So I think that probably frogs disappear at that point. Yes. So you are bit by one of the three remaining heads, and that breaks your concentration. You're so proud of your awesome bear decapitation move that you just did. That you get hit, lose competition, and all the frogs disappeared. It is no longer grappled. And you will take... 13 damage. That's going to knock me out of bear form. All right. And you pop back into branch form. All right. Uh, another head is on its way to bite a frog. And then the frog disappears. So it pulls back and goes for Tiburon. That's going to be 23. Ooh, that hits. Nine damage. Third head is going to reach for... It's going to go for Maya. 24. Yeah, that's it. And you'll take nine damage. <sighs> and that's the end of the Hydra's turn. And you see from its stumps, these two little nubs of heads try to grow out of two of the smoldering stumps. And the fire overcomes them and they like explode right away. It's getting very gooey and charred and gross, but it doesn't grow any new heads. The three remaining heads are still a little bit on fire from the fireball. Tiburon's turn. I'm going to go for uh, the closest head to me, so whichever one attacked me. Do it. Uh, 17. Hit. 
Oh yes, 12 damage. How's it looking? Uh, it's looking very bad. I mean, it's missing. <laughs> it's got three stumps hanging off of it, so that's not good. The remaining heads are on fire. That particular head is, you know, it was pretty severed. You got a good sh- shot into the neck, so it looks like if you kept wailing at it, you might be able to take it out this turn. That head, not wow. the whole thing. I'm going to keep wailing on it. Let's go. Oh, 19. Hit. Five. Another shot at it. Doesn't quite take that head off. You have your offhand attack. Let's go for that last shot. Oh, seven. Oh. Lunges out of the way at the last second. Saves its head. That brings us to Maya. So the Hydra's looking a little messed up, a little gooey. The Hydra's looking very gooey and messed up. I still can't see drop off or where he's at, right? You saw Gravely hit him, but you can't see where he is now. Okay, I'm going to focus my attention up there, and when or if I see his head pop out to take a shot, I'm going to fairy fire him. Okay. Oh, you know what? It's a 20-foot cube. Would I be able to hit, like, assuming that he's, like... Yeah, most likely if you just, like, threw a fairy fire splash up there, you could hit him. I want to do that, please. So he has to make a dex save. He's pretty dexterous. 18. All right, well, that's my turn. And she's going to curse in French under her breath. So various lights light up up there, but uh, so kind of everything lights up a little bit in violet hue, but it doesn't necessarily help you see drop off. Then it's the frog's turn, but the frogs don't exist anymore, so it's XX Bloody Heart's turn. Rip frogs. All right, let's switch the old short sword and stab and hack at that head. Have you used your dagger at all? Do you have any sense of whether you used your poison daggers? Because you'd poisoned a dagger at some point. And you've been keeping it special. Yes. Okay. I have been keeping it special. I'm not I'm not daggering yet. It is locked and loaded, but you're going short sword Mm -hmm. on the thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. On the big thing I used to shush wood. Alright, you have allies within five feet of it, so you can charge up and use your sneak attack. Twelve to hit. Miss. Well, that's it. I will um disengage and um, hide. It definitely, one of the heads tries to take a bite at you as an attack of opportunity, but as you disengage it, you dodge out of the way and jump in the water and you are hidden. Okay. It's back to drop-off's turn. So now you're looking up there. I'm going to take some more shots. He is watching from above and he's going to take a shot at UXX Bloody Heart at disadvantage because you're hidden. That's a 14 to hit. Is that hit? Yep, that's my AC. Oh my gosh. All right. All right. You're going to take... Oh, terrible rolls. You're going to take eight damage Ooh, from above. Good shot, bro. <laughs> nice one. Thank you. Professional respect. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's also going to fire down at, back at Gravely. Oh, boy. That's a 22. That'll hit. 14 damage. Ouch. And he hides again, disappears. You're not sure where he is at. It's Branch's turn. Regular old Branch. What do you got? All right. Well, first things first, since I am little and they have mouths that can eat me, uh, Branch is going to uh, use his uh, nimble uh, something, his nimble escape and escape, disengage from uh, Hydra and get as far away as possible. And then, since all my frogs are gone, but I still got spells, I'm going to conjure minor elementals. Okay. Two fire snakes. You can summon two fire snakes. All right. What are you going to do with them? 
Uh, Branch wants you to kill the uh, the big Hydra the snake thingy. <laughs> Any points? <laughs> All right. So they'll go after your turn. Do you have anything else for Branch's turn? Nope. Uh, just like I said, getting out of the way as much as possible. All right. I guess we'll roll some fire snake attacks. The oh, they next? Turned. All right. Maya and Gravely and XX suddenly have flashbacks to the end of season one. When <laughs> fire snakes are like, oh, no. For the first one will bite. Uh, automatic miss for the bite. Um, second one will bite. 13 to hit. Miss. Okay. Then they will uh, swat with their tail. First one, 20 to hit. Hey. It has three attacks. All right, hit. No, no, there's two snakes. <laughs> okay. Seven fire damage. All right, so they're going to engage this thing and fight with these heads and get some fiery damage up onto the Hydra. But the Hydra heads are going to snap back as reactions. Yep, yep. So one's going to have 18 to hit. Uh, I will point out, a creature that touches the snake or hits it with a melee attack uh, takes 1d6 fire damage. Oh man, this is complicated. All right, so it's going to do 9 damage, but it's also going to uh, receive another 3 damage. Another head is going to uh, attack another one, but it only does 12 to hit. Oh, 12 to hit. Uh, that misses. Um, we'll say it still takes the fire damage, so that one gets singed for 2 fire damage. Take that, uh, Hydra. Two of their three heads are on fire again. The third one is kind of looks like it's going out, not currently actually on fire. And it is Gravely's turn. All right. Can I do another perception check to try to see drop off? Yeah. Not as good as last time. Um, 16. That would be against, I guess it's, I don't think I even rolled last time because it was so high. Because you had a crit last time. Yeah. I think that's against a stealth roll for him. Pretty good stealth. Um, you are not able to discern anything particular from eyeing that thing, but um, you could take a guess. There's three holes up there. Uh, I can't see him right now, so I'm going to go back to attacking uh, the, the Hydra. How, I, I, is there one head that's hurt more than the other? There's two heads that are on fire, one that doesn't seem to be currently, so that might be a potential target. They're all pretty beat up. I'll attack that head that's not hurt as much, I guess. Okay. 24 and 30 to hit. Well, those are going to hit real good. Do some damage. I recommend fire. Both of those um, will do 19 fire damage plus another eight points of damage to one head. That head just like bursts into flames and explodes again. Now there's only two heads and they're both on fire a little bit. I'm going to yell to XX, XX Bloody Heart, and I'm going to say, XX, can you get one of your rings up there where the holes are? No, I'll, I'll see. It is this Hydra thing's turn. It's only got two heads. It's looking real, real bad. Not real. Motivated. But it's going to bite at XX Bloody Heart for 17 to hit. Yep. That'll be 11 damage. Oof. Feeling bad. And let's see. The other one. Who's around? I don't even know. The other one will attack a fire snake. No, they're not going to do that because they just got burned. Also, it rolled a one anyway. So the other one don't attack anything. It tries to grow back some heads. It doesn't work. This Hydra is looking like it's in big trouble. It's Tiburon's turn. All right. Let's go for the finishing blow. 19. Hit. That is 12 damage. Describe your victory Ooh. over the Hydra. Yeah. Slay it. Yeah. All right. I, I sort of uh, swoop in under one of the heads and just go for like a straight stab. 
stabbing motion right into the body with a with a berserkerish uh, yell. Just a, ah! So you kind of like reach in, come up up underneath it, and both your swords slash through it, and it falls to either side with you there in the middle, victorious. The Hydra is no more. It's very gooey and gross. There you are. Drop off still above. Do you want to do anything with the rest of your turn? I guess just look up and point and make sure everyone knows he's up there. We got to get up there. Hello, Knights of the World Table. So this is our season three finale. It's been a long time coming. It's been such an honor to be your DM for yet another season. And I am so glad to be done and take a break. So we have a lot of stuff on the way in between seasons for you. First up, we're going to be recording a wrap-up show where we share our... We recorded a little bit of wrap-up immediately after recording this episode. So uh, we're going to release a wrap-up show that is partially the players and my immediate reactions and then uh, a second part that we're going to record in two days from the release of this episode so it's going to release on a tuesday we're going to record on a thursday and if you have any questions or comments or want to be a part of that we would love to have your input so if you are listening to this on the release date or the day after feel free to immediately after record your reaction or just send us an email or a message on twitter at rolled table or Instagram at Rolled Table, or join our Discord server where you can chat with us. And if we get that in time, we will include it in the show. We would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions about the season, the players, things you want to see in the future, favorite moments that you've enjoyed in the past, we'd love to hear from you. Send that to us. And if it's not in time for the wrap-up episode, that's okay. Send them to us anyway, and we'll we will answer them for you in whatever media you choose. So in terms of schedule, that wrap-up episode is going to be coming next. And then after that, I'm not sure which of these will drop as bonus episodes or regular bi-weekly episodes, but we also recorded a very fun one-shot with some awesome special guests. We recorded a one-shot that follows Jarek and Sarsa on their adventure to rescue Jarek's dad. And Jarek, my character's dad, is going to be in it, and it's going to be performed by my actual dad, Tad Stones, who is semi-famous in his own right. Just you can Google it. We also have two other special guests on that one shot, Chanel and Lenny. It's DM'd by Chris and co-DM'd by Matt, and it was a, a good time to record. So check that out. Don't miss it. Um, we will have, potentially that might run us into a special Halloween episode, but eventually we're going to have season four. And if you want to know a little bit more about season four, including who's going to be DMing and where it might go, tune in for our wrap-up episode that will be posted next. So... Thank you for all that. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. Follow Dungeon Heads for Chris's art at Arcane Anthems for Weston's music. That's it for now. So take care of yourself, take care of each other, and make life an adventure. All righty, Maya, it's your turn. So if he like pops his little head, I want to whack that mole and cast uh, a hex and an Eldritch Blast. All right, you can be locked and loaded with Hex and Eldritch Blast. Hex, Hex, Bloody Heart. All right, time. With your mini marvels of weird abilities, it's your turn. All right, it's hoop time. I'm going to pull out the teleport hoops and, yeah, turn them on. And I'm going to try and throw one up there where Gravely said. See if I can ring toss up there. What's the height that we're looking at here? The lower holes are probably about 25 feet. 
The peak of the roof is maybe 30. Oh, boy. All right. Well, what would you like me to roll to try and make that shot? Uh, you can make a dex check, like a acrobatics or athletics or whatever. Acrobatics. Oh, okay. Sure, acrobatics. <laughs> oh, 23 with a oh. natural 20. Nice. Yes. So you fling it up there. It's got a good arc on it, good curve. It goes through the middle hole, and you're pretty sure it stays because it's not like a flat surface up there, so it could easily like slip down somewhere awkward, but you're pretty sure you've got it in just where you want it. I will then step through. <laughs> I'm going to put it down on the ground, and then I'm going to jump down into it. All right. Oh so... You do so. Wish me luck, guys. <laughs> and you pop through. You kind of tumble through upside down <laughs> a little bit because you jump into <laughs> your sideways. side. Yeah. The other one's facing upwards. So <laughs> you have a quick gravity reversal, which you're a little bit prepared for because you've played with the hoops a little bit. So you know how to sort of wriggle your way into position. And you can see Drop-Off hunched by the uh, hoop, the hole to your left. Not at all expecting you, but now he's looking at you. What do you want to do? Um, what is this? I say, oh, cut the distance stuff. Let's go mano y mano. And I'm going to drop my short sword. <laughs> I'm going to pull out my um, my dagger ah. and just see what he does. <laughs> you just want to like stare at him. You have the rest of your turn. What have you done? You've done a you've done just movement. You threw yeah, a thing. I, I threw a thing. I don't know how much that counts as a bonus action. Or a, I don't know what that counts as for you. Let's just make that your cunning action so you have something left to do. So you pull out your dagger. He's startled. I think he would probably, his immediate reaction that you kind of watch him do would be to kind of like stumble backwards and try to point the crossbow at you before you closed in range. Okay, well then I'm going to throw my dagger at him then. Ooh, okay. (laughs) Roll that attack. You're pretty surprising, so I'm going to give you advantage on that. Hmm, 25. Oh, there we go. Yep. Hit. And that's that's my poisoned one. I say wrong move, and I throw when he's like he brings up the crossbow. Then I say wrong move and throw it, and then it hits him. So he's definitely feeling surprised. You also have the poison damage on it, so you're going to do dagger damage plus your three d six poison plus your sneak attack damage. That'll be twenty four damage. Twenty four damage. He looks very wounded by that. He takes that get damage right in the gut, and he. <laughs> He like looks at you and 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 has a sense like makes eye contact with you and was just like, hmm, serpent's venom, very nice. And then he falls through that hole that he was standing at, kind of like lunges forward, not necessarily gracefully, and he falls right down. Um, he was on one of the side holes, so he splashes down into the water, close to where Branch was. Um, that will give Maya your view on him as he drops down. Yeah. And then so it'll be next. So, cool. so cast your hex and your Eldritch Blasts. So we'll do my Eldritch Blast first. That's two beams. So the first one is a six. Oh, it's a fail. That's a one. Fifteen. Does a fifteen hit? Fifteen does not hit. And neither of them hit. All right. More than a cantrip next time. You can do it. You can do it. We got you, Maya. Come on. Set's turn. Y'all are really overestimating how many spell slots I have. I have one left. If <laughs> going to first they. XX bloody heart, you idiot. Oh, oh, actually, that worked. He's going to point out his finger, and this kind of sickly uh, black beam of energy is going to shoot out from his finger. Uh, I'm going to use blindness on him. 
Uh, I'm going to say uh, the first thing that gets taken from you is your sight. He has to make a constitution saving throw. Coming up. 24. Wow. Uh, he passes. <sighs> it never works. Dang it. That's my turn. <laughs> Only on that child did it work. <laughs> yeah, I know. The child and, and the captain who is on our side. Yeah, yeah, you've used that very effectively. Um, so, Dravos, what would that be to like not get blinded through Constitution? Close to five. He just like just sh- grits down. It off. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Shrugs it off. So his vision kind of like, uh, if <laughs> from his point of view, his vision blurs a bit, but he kind of like bears down and focuses and refocuses and um, shrugs it off. It's his turn. Still holding his crossbow, he kind of struggles back up to his feet. And he's going to take a shot at Soot for 17 to hit. Misses. Wow. Impressive. Yep. My AC is 18 because I'm a Dexy little piece of work. Nice. Nice. It's higher than me. Yeah. Well, I I have Mage Armor plus my Dex is plus four. Impressive. All right. And then he's going to take another shot at, let's say, Tiburon, who is all covered in Hydra Guts, looking proud. And that's going to be... 23. Oof, it hits. It's going to be 12 damage to Tiburon. Oh, I'm looking real bad, guys. And then he sort of charges towards you and says, As pleasant as this would be, I must say my goodbyes. Farewell, and uh, let's call it a draw. And he he's moving to jump down through the hole that the Hydra came out of. Um, but Tiburon, you're close to there, so you can take an attack of opportunity as he goes. With pleasure. <laughs> All right, 21. Hit. Yeah. That'll do 10 damage. All right, so you get a chunk out of him as he passes by. He doesn't happen to run by the snakes, does he? Uh, He does avoid the fire snakes. Boo. (laughs) Consciously. (laughs) But couldn't get past Tiburon because Tiburon was like right over the escape hole there. So he gets past Tiburon and dives through there. And then it's Branch's turn. Branch will look at everyone and go, eh, what, what should Branch do? He's gone. How, how, how deep does this Stop hole work? him! Oh, did he already jump down the hole? Yeah, just barely. Oh. Yeah, well, so you got a hole. You don't have a vantage point on it from exactly where you are, but you did look in the hole before, and it's, yeah. there's like a another deck below, but then there's a... The throne fell through down to that deck and then crashed through it, so there's like another chamber under there, but there's also a hole out into open water and any I, I don't know how fast i can make it to the hole but if i run over there would i see him uh and have an idea of which deck he's on now yeah i mean if you run straight there he would have used some of his movement to stand up and so like if you run straight after him you can probably see where he's at all right let's do that so you see him there swimming and it looks like he's so he's not quite there yet but he looks like he's swimming for that second hole to get out all right uh, I'm going to drop my concentration on the fire snakes, and I'm going to uh, conjure some animals down by him then. <laughs> Let's right. do two giant octopodes, octopuses, octopi, whatever the plural of that is. <laughs> okay. You get two of them and they're giant? Yep. Isn't that and what you were before? Is that the same thing as you were before? Yep, but now there's two of them. <laughs> Dang. All right. And Branch will say, hey, get, get him. Stop him. Keep him Keep him from getting away. And he cast it down into the hole, so hopefully they're, like, right there on top of him. 
uh, have a range of 60 feet on that. All right. There's two octopuses <laughs> barring his escape route there that do get out in front of him. And yeah. if your turn's done, I guess it's their turn now. Yep, yep. All right. Giant octopus number one will attempt to... Throw him back up here. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll go for an attack uh, <laughs> with his tentacles which will probably miss because it was an eight. Yes, that's just a regular attack. That's a miss. Yep. And the other one, are we underwater right now or is it shallow enough where it's not counting as underwater? They are. You're not underwater except there's water kind of on the sides, but this lower deck is submerged. So they're all underwater. He and the octopus are underwater. I'll just attack. (laughs) All right, 23 to hit. Hit. Eight tentacle damage, bludgeoning damage. And uh, DC 16 to, or else it's grappled. It actually says if the target is a creature, it is grappled. And then it says escape DC 16. Mm, Yeah, we figured that out when it was you. So he gets his attempt to escape on his turn. Right, so he stopped that. All right, so he stopped. He's grappled by an octopus, fairly damaged. And uh, good job. (laughs) It's Gravely's turn. I'm going to go up to the hole, look down. All right, so... (laughs) When you when you poke your head over there and look down at him being held by this octopus, he said wearing the diadem, he's like, "Okay, okay, all right, I might be willing to negotiate again. Uh, let's talk truce. Um, I, you've got me. You've literally got me. So I'm I'm very impressed, and uh, especially that guy out there. You, uh, it, this uh, what the poison guy in the ceiling? That was that was clutch. Very very good." <laughs> Uh, how, how are you? Game respect game. I get. I see you, bro. <laughs> Gravely's turn. Gravely looks at everybody else. Soot uh, puts a his thumb to his throat <laughs> and goes from left to right. Maya, he took one of ours. Um, I don't have an answer for you, Gravely. I don't like killing things, but uh, if there was anyone worth taking. I know you don't like killing things, Maya. And I look back at Drop Off and I say, but sometimes I do. And I shoot at him twice. (laughs) 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 All right, roll those attacks. Um, You have an advantage because he's grappled and also hunter's marked. I don't know. I'm pretty sure in situation you've got got advantage. 30. Hit. The second one is 18 then. That'll hit. Two attacks, two hunters, marks, and Colossus Slayer, I believe. And I say, this is for Maya. Uh, 32 points of damage. Describe your victory. Yes. One arrow goes in, into the chest, and the other arrow goes in his eye. Gross. Taking him out. All right. He's taken out. There you are. There's a sudden calm. There's a sudden silence. XX Bloody Harps up in the rafters. He's down below. What's up there? Like some crates or something? Like let's let's rifle around a little bit. Foot is gonna walk up to the body of drop off. You're gonna have to hop in the water or have the octopus throw him out. Branch, can you get the octopuses to bring it up here? Bring the dead the dead human with his uh, little pretty princess crown uh, up here, please. So an octopus tentacle reaches up and drops off drop off on the wooden planks. I'll take Thank the uh, gravely. I'll take the diadem off, put it in his bag of holding. So it slips easily off his head and is in your bag. What did y'all say that that thing did for him anyway? It, uh, it I think it conjures the, the, oh shoot. We should probably call it <laughs> off. 
It's also really bought sets outfits like it tied it together. Well, I'll, I'll take it back out and Gravely will put it on. Gravely, I wouldn't do that. We've got to stop it. You have no idea the types of magic that, that can possess you when you wear something with this caliber of power. We have to stop it. We have to stop that, that, that thing. Then give it to me. I know I've wronged you in the past, but... This, this is what I do. I understand the arcane. I've spent as much of my life as I could trying to learn it. All right, so... If, if anybody can control it, it's me. You've, you've been with us, you've helped us, and I trust you. And I think you've come around. I'm going to give this to you, but you've, you've got to call, call off that big monster, okay? That's the only reason to put this on. Of course, I... I of course. Branch is going to look at Soot and say... If, if you hurt Branch's island friend, uh, Branch will hurt you. Yeah, don't hurt that big uh, dragon turtle thing. Okay, so, uh, okay, give me, just give me the crown. All right, uh, Gravely will hand over the diadem to Soot, and Soot will put it on. That is a really nice color, and you it brings out your eyes. <laughs> it's quite nice. Yes, it's very shiny. Do I feel anything? Guys, there's a crate of wine up here. I'm going to bring it down. I'm going to hand it through the portal. Just use the portal, yeah. So you don't particularly feel like a surge of power or anything. You can tell just with your kind of like sense for arcane things that this is definitely a powerful magical item and probably has any number of qualities. You have a sense that maybe it would not respond to you the exact same way it responded to drop off but you for sure feel like if you have a little time to figure out what this thing is it's going to be of substantial benefit for the wearer so i'll i'll take it back off and i'll cast identify on it all right if if, it's not working right away just give me a second and my eyes as i'm holding it they kind of flash and i'm not i'm not using a ritual i'm actually casting the the spell Mm -hmm. using a spell slot trying to get it done fast so if you want to look up something, it, it it will give you the same powers as a ring of water elemental command. Okay. But it is a pretty little crown instead. Cool. This diadem has five charges. It regains 1d4 plus one expended charges daily at dawn. Spell cast from the ring have a DC of 17. You can expend two of the ring's charges to cast dominate monster on a water elemental. In addition, you can stand on and walk across liquid surfaces as if they were solid ground. You can also speak and understand Aquin. You can breathe underwater and have a swimming speed equal to your walking speed. You can cast the following spells, expending the necessary number of charges. Create or destroy water for one charge. Control water for three charges. Ice storm for two charges. Or wall of ice for three charges. Jeez. Water Elemental Command, a legendary item. Dun, da, da, da. Possessed by soot. I thought you said this was supposed to control the Leviathan. It it doesn't do that. Maybe they were just good friends. I don't know. I can't. Ca- I, I can't call it off. Maybe we can just go reason with it. Well, let, let's let's head our way back out there. But but the f- never underestimate the power of a few kind words. This is true. Uh, but before we do, uh, Gravely's gonna 
loot the body of Captain Drop-Off. Yo, I called dibs on that crossbow. I called dibs on that crossbow. All right, you can have the crossbow. That's fine. But I, I'm also <laughs> looking yes. for anything to identify that we definitely, like, he was taken out, like, to, to hold up to his followers and be like, hey, look at this. <laughs> well, the, I think the crown would do that, well, right? The crown would do that. But <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he has his coat, his coat, his boots, his cool stuff that you drew. He has his sword. That definitely seems like a powerful, finely crafted sword and the crossbow. He has a various, a few coins and things like that. So you could take whatever you wish from him. But besides the sword and the crossbow and the legendary item, <laughs> he yeah. doesn't have anything super substantial. But there's several things that are obviously his. Give XX the crossbow. Tiburon, you did magnificently against that that hydra and i i think you should have this and i give him the sword thank you you swish it around a little bit it seems super cool <laughs> oh and uh impressively light you feel like even though this is a slightly bigger weapon you could probably continue to wield it um with a sword in each hand i think he's done shall we make our way out let's go end this conflict huh okay so you make your way back through the chambers you pass through the mirror into drop-off's quarters. You can hear a loud, loud ruckus of um, uh, water and screeching and battling, but far off. Poke your way. You go back through. Looks like Bashir has hobbled his way up onto the deck um, because there's nobody in those lower quarters. You make your way up onto the surface of the trident, and the bastion has pulled up alongside the trident. Both ships have taken a fair amount of cannon damage, but the bastion has pulled up, and it looks like Honeymist and her crew have overtaken the Trident. The leftover sailors of the Trident are on their knees and secured. And Honeymist and Merkins and other sailors that Tiburon knows are in control of both ships. And off in the distance, you see the Leviathan and the giant turtle and the phoenix are um, just in the midst of still battling with each other. And um, everybody is basically just like staring at this that's been presumably going on for quite a while. The Leviathan is still caught up on top of the turtle. It's You see it go up and down and around the turtle and all over the place. The turtle is snapping at it, tearing at it. Sindel the Phoenix is flying all around and you see it. It's final move. The Sindel just sort of like plunges inside the leviathan and it just sort of like stops and you see it just dissolve into water just a massive rain down on the turtle the leviathan isn't there sindel doesn't seem to be there there's a turtle and just as all this water rains down eventually just the turtle is left and the turtle itself starts to lower down and sink beneath the waves until in a few moments it's just clear skies as if nothing ever had been there. You're in calm seas, you have control of both ships, and drop-off is no more, nor is apparently the Leviathan. So as you wear the diadem, you do have like a very strong like feel. You can like feel the sensation of the Leviathan as it's there, you can definitely feel this like very strong connection to it, almost like a psychic connection. And as it just like dissipates, you definitely feel the sudden absence of that connection. 
will keep that to himself. <laughs> as they, I think, as the calm goes down, and there's kind of like moments of of just like astonishment from everybody around, and then a cheer goes up from all of Honeymist and her crew because they've won the day, and they see you, and they're very, very happy, and there you are. Huzzah! Captain Honeymist, well done. Aye! I anticipate you are successful. I gesture to the diadem on Soot's head. Hello again. Captain Dropoff is no more. I'm sorry you didn't get to have a hand in that, but we took him out. Well, there's no one I'd rather have it be than you. And she eyes Soot, kind of looks him up and down, and uh, says, Will you be taking good care of that there bubble? I think I'll find a very good youth for it. So she um, kind of like eyes you a little bit and then extends her hand out, her big hand, and says, I don't know why, but I'm in a good mood and I think I'm I'm willing to trust in the best of your soot. That is so nice. When things come down to it, you've done the right thing. You came back. You helped your friends. And even if you don't always know it, I think you'd do it again. And she extends her hand for a handshake. It's much bigger than yours. Can I make? Can I determine the intent of Honeymist? No, you can roll insight for that. But basically, he's a little bit nervous that Honeymist is going to try and take the crown from him. Yeah, you're definitely suspicious, but you think that it is, um, you know, it's your inner suspiciousness, and that for reasons that you may not fully understand from your perspective, you do think she's genuine in her gesture. Hmm. And then he'll extend his ex- extend his small, cobbled hand up, <laughs> uh, and and meet her much much larger hand. And she takes it gently and shakes firmly. Captain to to captain, because this ship is mine now. All right. Oh, wait just a minute there. How you thinking the ship is yours? Well, I wear the crown. That's not right. the crown of the trident. I took this ship fair and square. You see that ship over there? Do you even know how to sail? You didn't even like water when I saw you earlier. I've grown accustomed to it, I suppose. I, if, if you wanted another capable captain, I would be the one to choose. I mean, no offense to your uh, the rest of your crew there, but they're not the brightest lot. You've seen my smarts. You've seen my strategies. You and I could work really well together. I would like to join your fleet, if possible. My fleet? Well, you have two ships now, don't you? Oh, my fleet. Yeah. I could do all sorts of things with two ships. I think you could. You'll have to raise your own crew, not these lot. Oh, I have ways of raising my own crew. <laughs> <laughs> Honey Mist and Soot enter into their own negotiations <laughs> in hushed tones over... The next amount of time. What other conversations do we want to happen? <laughs> uh, did uh, anybody see what happened to a, a firewoman? Yes, what happened to Sindel? I have a feeling we'll be seeing Sindel again. If she's got really the power of the Phoenix, then she'll come back. She's much more powerful than I think any of us ever knew, even herself. I hope she comes back. She is my friend. Mine too, but I think she will. We just have to give it some time. And who knows, she might be older again. <gasps> I would love to meet old Lady Sindel. 
We could do some knitting, maybe some crochet. Well, I don't think she's going to be that old, but... Talk about our feelings. Uh, before we leave the, the ship and head to land, um, I'll, I'll mention to Soot and I'll say, well, we if you're really going to stay on this ship, and I wish you the best of luck, and maybe we can count on you if we ever need help. Well, I do have a lot of stuff to get done. Uh, uh, I know. <laughs> I have a feeling. But, of course, uh, um, I mean, you gave me a chance when nobody else would. Thank you for showing me that people can be different than, than what, I'm, what I'm used to. Well, thank you for showing that, helping me realize people can change. I just want to hug you both. Group hug! Ah, oh, that, my ah, 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 Okay. The ships make their way. The Bastion's able to make its way. Sit and Tiny Mist continue to negotiate a little bit this possible deal. But over the next few hours, the Bastion's able to make its way into town and drop an anchor. And you're able to go back to camp and see people up there and say hello let them know what happened thank everybody for their help and chat a little bit about what comes next tiburon you're back with your crew and also this new group of people like what do you feel like tiburon is thinking about what he'll be doing uh there's two possible possible ships to crew lots of lots of paths open to tiburon um are, are we on land, or are we still on the ship? You're currently back on land, putting the camp yeah. back together, letting people know it's safe, coast is clear. I mean, I, I think more than more than anything, Tiburon's very focused on sort of, uh, adventure is nice, but my heart's with my crew, and it's time to whip them back into shape. They've been lollygagging too long while I've been gone. And, and Tiburon, you, uh, I trust you to keep an eye on Soot. I, I mean, I trust him, but, you know, just in case. Aye, aye. Thank you. Bye, Tiburon. It's been an honor fighting with you, Tiburon. You, you're, you're truly a, a warrior of great power. Aye, and an honor to fight with you. Y'all been uh, quite impressive yourselves. And uh, Branch. Yes. You are suddenly not trapped on an island back on the mainland. What might be the next steps for Branch? Very good question. Being around people is going to make him extremely nervous. Um, he's going to put up his hood and try to look as much like a halfling as possible, which is his usual MO when he gets around people. Uh, I imagine, I, I feel like he formed a pretty strong bond with, with Gravely uh, in this little time as they spent together. I, I feel like he would try to stick around with him. At least bug him until the point where he got sent away. <laughs> So Branch definitely keeps close to his new friends. And for the most part, people don't seem to be too disturbed by to the extent that uh, now and then somebody can see that he's a goblin. But I think if anybody gives him any sort of like trouble or questionable glances, his companions, probably especially Maya, pipe right up and don't allow any of that. Gravely will pull Maya aside and he'll say, uh, Maya, do you think... I've been thinking, uh, do you think we have the ability to induct some of our new allies or into the, you know, the thing? 
Well, you know that I don't really recognize hierarchies in social institutions, so I don't see why not. So while they chat about that, XX Bloody Heart, do you have any thoughts? You're also set on a new path. You've been working in the Feywild for a long, long time. Here you are, reunited with the material plane and some old friends. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think there's really anything on the agenda. Maybe just taking in revelry if there's any parties happening. <laughs> there's definitely a big party. End of Return of the Jedi style. Yes. Partying happening. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe just kind of living in in that moment right now, and um, I think probably seeing what Gravely and Maya, you know, want to do, and and try and um, yeah, I think he sees that his path is now back with them. The crossbow is super sweet. Oh yes, it's definitely an an object that takes a little bit of figuring out how it works, and you may have to kind of craft special bolts for it to work with the mechanisms to not move to not um disturb things too much but it's basically a crossbow that works functionally more like a longbow in that um you don't you can reload multiple times it'll reload itself multiple times quickly has a long range on it and it's a plus one magical weapon cool well, that could be useful what about like because didn't you wear like leather pants what happened with those? Like, Who's I don't even need to Drop off leather like, pants or drop off? No. <laughs> drop off. Like, just thinking, like, I could. Well, you can't go back and take his leather pants at this point. But it might give you, it might inspire some ideas. Are you thinking of leather pants for Maya or for XX Bloody Heart? Because either of them could rock them in very different ways. I think she would probably make matching leather pants <laughs> for both of them. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be pretty good. You get straight to work on that. Cool. Dope. Thank you. You have appeased me, Dan. You may move along. So as you're um, kind of like settling in and relaxing and thinking about the future, two of you get a strange sensation. Gravely and Maya both feel a gentle tingling on your forearm, which you both recognize. Nobody else would recognize. Both of you like look right down at your forearm like, what is that? And pull away anything that might be covering it in your to your eyes and you can see it on each other but nobody else can see it your mark of the realms is glowing what what's happening and you kind of look around for is anybody else acting weird you don't see anybody um and then both of you here inside your heads this is a message to all knights of the realm this is sora mcintyre it's my regret to inform you that i am now acting first knight through battlefield promotion the previous first knight, Miriam Hearthspear, along with Donovan Hammersblood, her loyal second, have fallen on the battlefield, fighting bravely until the end. They were both true friends and mentors to myself and many of you. They will be deeply missed. But I'm afraid there's no time for mourning. The realms have come under attack from multiple forces across all fronts. Our reconnaissance is limited in many areas, but appears there have been a coordinated effort by multiple invasion forces to take power in all of the realms. We did not see this threat coming. The events in Oakhart and Marcasia in the past months appear to have been preliminary attacks to measure our response. We don't know the status on the ground in all of the realms, but we do know that many have already fallen. 
I fear this battle has already been lost. The United Federation of Realms, as we have known and defended it, is no more. We see a series of scenes unfolding across the realms. We see Jarek Dark Harbor and his father, Eric, fighting back to back on the Crescent Squall 3. Sarsa captains the helm with one hand as she calls down lightning with the other as a sea of enemies pour over the sides and onto the deck. We see the snowflakes in a far-off frozen land quietly ushering crying children and parents into the relative safety of the woods as a town burns in the distance. We see a ragtag band of Marcation dwarves and Oakheart orcs holding pickaxes and other mining tools. <laughs> Coach raises his warhammer held by a metal hand and they all yell and charge towards a seemingly endless army rising up from the Underdark. Wherever you are, seek safety and rally support. If you must go into hiding to protect family and friends, I understand, but I fear that safe respite will be hard to come by. For all the rest, do what we've always done. Protect the innocent, defend the good, and fight when necessary. I'm authorizing all knights in good standing to recruitment status. You know the tests. Each of you have passed them. If you bear witness to actions that meet our requirements, you are authorized to promote others to the knighthood. In the coming days, many will have the opportunity and will need all the help we can get. I wish you well. You have my gratitude. I wish I could offer more. We'll need every resource we can summon for the resistance. <laughs> <laughs>